listening to the Retail Razor Show, where your expert hosts and their guests cast through the clutter in retail and retail tech to shape the future of retail. Hello and welcome to a special season two, episode 10, part three of the Retail Razor Show. This is the third of our multi-part series recorded live and in person at the NRF 2023 show in January. I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. And I'm your co-host, Casey Golden. Welcome to the Retail Razor Show, retail's favorite podcast for product junkies, commerce technologists, and everyone else in retail and retail tech alike. And once again, this special bonus, welcome NRF fans to our hot take hashtag, NRF Live miniseries. So Casey, we are continuing our special podcast crossover event with Jeff Roster and the This Week in Innovation podcast. We recorded this series live and in person at the NRF show in the fabulous lounge space our good friends at Avenod graciously allowed us to use overlooking the main expo floor. Special shout out to our friends and sponsors at Avenod for giving you and Jeff such an amazing space. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. Casey, this episode is one that is near and dear to your heart. It is all about Web3 and taking the complexity out of it for retailers and consumers. I love it. I'm a big fan of a velvet rope strategy. So naturally, I'm an advocate for gated commerce experiences and more efficient ways to manage VIPs and loyalty in general. Well, you are going to love this discussion Jeff and I had with Max Cachot, co-founder of ZBlocks. Max talks to us about how ZBlocks is enabling so many use cases for retailers from gated content to NFTs and loyalty programs in a way that any consumer can participate in, not just as Max calls them crypto enthusiasts. And for the retailer, wait until you hear what some of the special sauce Max has cooked up for them to make everything Web3 as easy as pressing a button. Very cool. And I know our listeners have to be dying to get into the discussion. I agree. So let's jump in and listen to our interview with Max Kesho, co-founder of ZBlox, soon to be everyone's new Web3 best friend. Looking forward to hearing this one. Hey, everyone. We are back at the NRF 2023 show, continuing our bonus series. I'm Ricardo Balmar, and I'm here with a special guest host, Jeff Roster from This Week in Innovation. How you doing, Jeff? I am tired. It's like, I don't know. I was going to say which day it is, but I, I lost track. I just know it's the last day. It's the last day. Well, actually, it's <laughs> well, not. Sort of Some, of us, Some of us are still working tomorrow. We have meetings yeah, Wednesday. There's still meetings on Wednesday, so I can't even say it's the but last day. You're I am right. exhausted, right. but I'm elated. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic exactly. show. Fantastic energy. I'm um, with you on that. Just an amazing, amazing celebration of retail and the, the energy in the startup community, the energy in the, the, the tech landscape. Fantastic. Right. Yep. I agree. Well, and, and to that end, we have one of those tech stars with us today. So I'm going to introduce Max Cachot, co-founder of ZBlocks. Max, how are you? Very good. Great to meet you. Thanks for hosting me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Mm. So why don't we just start? And Max, I'm going to let you give your own introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about ZBlocks, how ZBlocks came to be, and, and what it is that uh, you're doing for retailers. Absolutely. So thanks for the opportunity. So I'm Max from ZBlocks. I'm one of the one of the co-founders at ZBlocks. And I've been in the tech space and enterprise space for more than 20 years. And uh, what ZBlocks is about is about making blockchain adoption easy for enterprises, right? Mm. So 
we come from an enterprise and tech background at Ziblocks together with the, the co-founders. And what we realized uh, more than a year ago when we started Ziblocks is that there are many barriers for enterprises to adopt blockchain. And we have created a platform for them uh, running on Azure that give them the ability to build blockchain application quickly and easily without the complexity. So we're abstracting that complexity for them. So you're taking the complexity out of blockchain. Exactly. Okay. So we're the That's easy. a very bold statement. We want to be the easy button for Web3. Okay. I like exactly. that. The easy okay. button for Web3. Well, you know what? Okay. You can be, I'll be your guinea pig because I'm trying to do Web3 and yes. there, there's zero anything easy. So I'll be your guinea pig yes. to see. There are many barriers for adoption. So we look at solving them. So Okay. So, well, let me back into that a little bit then. Talk to us a little bit about what are the, the most common complexities that hold retailers back from being involved in a Web3 project that, that would speak to what you're simplifying, essentially. So I'll give you challenges that are applied to retailers, but also other verticals, right? I'm seeing five key challenges. These are like the five barriers that we saw when we started, right? So number one, you have a lack of blockchain developers, right? They're hard to find. They're expensive. Blockchain programming language are complex. Number two, Web3 world is different from the Web2 world. I mean, we're talking about crypto wallets. You need your private key, your public keys. And retailers and others are used to email IDs. So how do you reconcile it, right? Number three, retailers are looking at building in blockchain, but they want to connect to their existing systems, right? So how do you do that? How do you connect the, the two worlds together, right? And then a lot of them are looking at blockchains and seeing different protocols that are available. You have multiple layer one, right? And which one should I choose for what use case? Can I build once and deploy another, right? And finally, when you talk to their CFO, it's, I don't want crypto on the balance sheet, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to solve all these barriers for them and uh, make it easy for them to adopt, right? And that's where we come with our, with our platform. Right? So give us an example of what that would look like. So one of the vertical use cases that we built on the platform is a solution leveraging NFT or digital tokens that give them the ability to engage with consumers. And they can engage with consumers in acquisition, in retention, and leveraging this digital token for loyalty program retention. And we're seeing a lot of potential of the NFT technology for such use cases, right? Because it's becoming harder to acquire customers for them. So using Web3, using blockchain for retention, for loyalty has a lot of potential. And we're seeing a lot of very interesting use cases around that. And we're helping them in that space. Give me an idea what, when you have this conversation with a retailer around loyalty. I, I'm thinking of, and, and I, I'm, I guess this, the example here is, You'd be talking to a retailer who wants to add value into their loyalty program beyond, you know, let's say just offering someone discounts, which so many loyalty programs do. Yep. But your, I'm guessing your message to them is if by leveraging this technology, you're going to have something much more tangible to offer in, in a loyalty program. Yes. Yes. So we're, we're not telling them, you know, to throw away their existing uh, program. What we are telling them is, hey, if you add this additional layer, leveraging this additional layer of blockchain, there's some very interesting use case that you can do, right? So if you look at, for example, the utility that you can provide with the digital token, you can provide gated access to certain content. So it could be a website where I'm giving access to VIP customer to a pre-sales event, right? And only the NFT holder are able to access it, right? It could be an NFT or a token that give you access to an event in real life hmm. or in the, in the digital, right? So, so on the very interesting use case around utility, the transferability, right? It's one of the key property of these tokens, makes some very interesting business cases, right? So you could have a membership 
that I can transfer to friends that I could potentially resell. You could potentially collect royalty from the resale of that membership. Right? So there's some very interesting use case around the transferability. What we're seeing as well is around customers that are creating collectibles and they are rewarding with these customers with the collectibles and there's a gamification around this collectible that can be exchanged, traded as a way to engage your existing community of consumers as well. I like this concept of, you know, the ability to offer the gated access to things or, or use that as a token to access things in, in, in real life events. Do, do you have some examples of, of retailers that are, are pursuing that and how they're, you know, what's the impact of them doing that is what, what I'm curious. You know, for example, when you have this conversation with the retailer, will they ask you, how do I measure the impact of offering this? How do I know this is going to create more loyalty with my customer versus what I'm doing today? Yes. So that's, that's definitely a quick key question that they have, right? Who is going to bring some move the needle versus my existing mm -hmm. Web2 program? So in many of these cases, it's very new. We might not know in advance, right? So what we do is that we're able to connect these NFTs and this blockchain solution to their existing CRM and marketing tools. So they have the ability to do A-B testing and compare what is the engagement of, uh, of this token, right? So for example, we're giving them the ability to mint NFT that can be dynamically updated with different offers and push notification and token gated access. And they can provide some very interesting, uh, you know, token gated access to these customers, right? The token gated access that we see that makes sense is access to special offers, e-com website, or access to a special community room where you can meet other consumers that have the same interests as you so that you get a sense of community ownership as well. So that's also an interesting use cases that we're seeing there. How much work does it take to do that? So in other words, let's say I'm going to watch the San Francisco 49ers win this Sunday. Yep. And it's just, it's such a logical thing to say, if I'm going to go to that game, why don't I just have coupons, programs, unique content related to that game? And why don't I send it out? Why don't I brand that? Why don't, you know, Levi's Stadium is in Silicon Valley, Intel's all over it. Why wouldn't they create programs or something specific to that event? Yes. How hard is it to do that? So we're making it very easy for the brand or the retailer to create this campaign, right? Okay. So starting from a one-click minting, right? So you just upload the content that you want. The NFT is being minted very easily. We can distribute that across different channels and we make it easy so that 100% of consumers are able to claim it, right? So I don't know if some of you have, have been trying to claim an NFT. It's quite complex because you need to set up crypto wallet and keys. So here we just do one click I have claim never, experience. I never tried to claim an NFT for exactly <laughs> that of reason. complexity. <laughs> so here, exactly. So here, that's what we looked at because when we talk to brands and retailers, they say, hey, I want to engage 100% of the customers. I don't want to talk to the crypto enthusiasts. So mm. we're making it very easy. It could be a QR code on a big dashboard. It could be a, a text message, anything. And in one click with the social media ID, you're able to get the NFT. It arrives in the wallet. You might not even know it's blockchain. Just look like a coupon. That why would is I care? Clean. You wouldn't yeah. care, As a right? consumer, why would I care? You don't care, right? And, and we're able to update that dynamically. So we provide them with the platform to build these use cases, right? And then based on what they want to do, how they want to engage a consumer, we give them the ability to remotely update that token and provide different experiences while getting all the analytics from these experiences from the blockchain 
back to the existing marketing tool, right? So back to the A-B testing. How can I compare that versus my Web2 marketing campaign? What is the click-through rate? How are people engaging? Are they taking the offer? Are they, are they transferring it or not? So what is working? What is not working? So this analytics is really important for them, and we provide that to them as part of the platform. So in that scenario, fully built out, when would I get that NFT? When I walk in the stadium, do I scan a barcode? Does it come to me via text? Do I have to give? How do I, how do I actually start so that whole process? So imagine you arrive in the stadium, there is a big jumbotron. There's a big QR code. You scan that the QR code and the German drone, then one-click access, you log in with your social media ID. It could be Instagram, Facebook, uh, Gmail, Outlook 65. You get the NFT, it arrives in the wallet. The wallet gets automatically created. You don't even know you were in the blockchain, so you have that uh, token. And it will be a branded wallet that is made available to the brand. And that could also be made available as part of the existing app. So we have a way to integrate with any existing uh, mobile application from, from the customer, right? So the onboarding is seamless, uh, like a Web2 experience, right? Because we want to have everybody on board. We don't want to lose anybody, right? So we're not only talking to the crypto enthusiasts there. And the verification is in the social media login or the ID. Yes, okay. the social media login. And then what's interesting is that suddenly you can see from your CRM, Hey, I have all this uh, person who logged in, I have their social media, and now you have a direct relationship with them so you can further engage them, right? So you can engage them during the event, after the event, they can receive mm -hmm. an additional NFT that is memorabilia of uh, that event that they attended, which could be a collectible, which will have value because that was an important event. Pictures. There could be a video of the event tied to add, right? And then they have the possibility to upsell you and engage for further events, right? So. It's really, we're talking from a sheet from CRM to ORM, ownership, relationship management, where... ORM? Yeah. Ownership? Owner, owner relationship management. Owner relationship management. Have you management. heard that one, right? yes? I can't say that I have. That's, That's a new, new term one. on yeah. me. I'm, I'm paying attention <laughs> so, here. I'm, I'm learning. We got a new so, one. Yeah. ORM. In the future, brands are going to need to have a direct relationship with the wallet of consumers, right? Interesting. In the yeah. past, you right. had to connect yeah. with the emails, but more... We're missing more, many of our emails today and not everybody's reading emails. Well, by so, design, right, actually. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah, by design. <laughs> so yeah. In, in Just the so future, you know, right. I'm doing that on exactly. purpose, my friend. Right. <laughs> so in the future, so having a connection to the wallet of consumer is going to be very important, right? The direct consumers without the platform in the middle, right? Having first-party data and that direct interaction with your customers and also getting them the ability to choose what they share with you and how they engage with you. <laughs> I mean... I have garbage 95134 at yahoo.com that I give to right. retailers because they have proven to me they are not trustworthy with uh -huh. not spamming me. So yes. you're telling me I, I now I'm going to give access to a wallet so so I can't get rid of them? That's, I guess, yeah. from a consumer, but, that's a concern. Yeah, but you will, you will accept to claim that NFT or that digital token right. because there is a utility in it, right? If I'm a retailer and I'm just minting and distributing NFT... You need to provide goodies, right? So if you are not providing value to that consumer and with the roadmap of features that provide benefits to them, they're not going to be interested okay. to engage with you, right? So that's super important. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So from the consumer's perspective on this, if I go through, I'm, I'm engaging with a retailer, I've, I've done this, I, I'm not a crypto enthusiast, so I, I'm, I'm thrilled at all. I don't have to know anything about that, right? In order to engage in yes. this manner. I'm curious, what, so what happens... 
as that same consumer goes to another retailer, do they know that they have this crypto wallet, that, this digital wallet that's been created? Are they taking that with them? Does that sit with the re with that retailer they got it from? Or how does that part of this work for the consumer? Yes. So typically what we provide, we give the ability for the retailer to mint and distribute these tokens very easily to any consumer. And when you click on that link that you receive either on social media or via text message or via email, right? or in a Jumbotron on a QR code that you see on a product, right? One click, you have a wallet that gets automatically created. This wallet is a branded wallet, right? So it will be a retailer branded wallet, and it gives the ability for the retailer to engage you through that wallet, right? So it's like a, a direct connection between you as a retailer and the, and the consumer, right? As a consumer, if I'm a crypto knowledgeable person or I already have a wallet, I could potentially transfer that to another wallet where I have all my NFT or tokens, right? But another retailers would not know that a retailer sent me that token, right? So there's no sharing right, of this data, mm -hmm. right? So, so how many wallets would I have? Hundreds? You could have multiples. You may have, uh, you may have uh, if you love the brand, you love the retailer, you may have that, that wallet for that retailers. Like you have different loyalty card today, right? Mm -hmm. In your wallet. Okay. So you could yeah. have different different NFT wallets with different experience that the retailers so are providing. NFT right? wallet by store yes. or brand or, or possibly okay. right. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. The key is for the the retailer really to provide utility to keep you engaged. Right. There needs to be a benefit for me to come back, being part of a community, getting coupon discounts, invitation mm -hmm. tokens, points that I can exchange. So this is really the the key for the retailer to engage with. Right. How far off do you see mainline adoption, you know, maybe 30, 40% of retailers doing something like this? So I think in this year, we're going to see definitely a lot of movement in that space. You probably have heard about Starbucks. Right. So Starbucks right. have an amazing Web2 loyalty program. And they decided to revamp that and basically add a Web3 layers to provide new experience to their consumers. So this program called Starbucks Odyssey is going to be launched this year. And everybody's looking at that. There's still some secrecy around that, but I think it's going to be a lighthouse for many retailers and many B2C brands. Many of the, the brands that we're talking to, they are really looking at creating token-based loyalty programs, right? Airlines, hotels. So it's happening across the ball in the B2C space, right? Because it can allow you to create new experiences that are not possible in Web2 today. Mm -hmm. And it also provides an additional layer of, of security. Again, the transferability of these tokens make it very interesting in terms of new use cases as well. So, okay, All right, interesting. It's a pretty pretty aggressive uh, prediction. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, be watching that. But we need, as Satya Narela was saying a few days back, we need a Chat GPT moment in, in Web three. <laughs> and, and we think yeah. that's a. Right, that's, that's a pretty a that's a pretty it. high bar to get over, though. To yeah. say and the least. I think the use case the use case that we're seeing, where there's a lot of interest, is really around the loyalty, around the experience that you can provide. Right. So, right. how do we engage consumer differently? How can I get first party data, first party customer engagement? So, there's a lot of interesting things we're discovering every day. I'm I'm discovering new ways of using the technology. So, every day, so there's a lot of use cases that are being brainstormed right now. So it's a uh, Fantastic space to be in. So sounds oh. good. Where am I going to bump into your technology? <laughs> cool. In, in, which any any examples today that I can use? 
Yeah, you can use it for, we did recently a campaign, an FT marketing campaign for a major retail bank in Asia called Axis Bank. Yeah. And what they wanted to do is to target younger audience, Gen Z millennial. So they made in thousands of NFTs and this NFT gave you the ability to enter into contests and win the tickets for a World Cup, right? Huh. So the more you wow. share the token and talk about it on social media, you could increase your chance of winning the tickets, right? <laughs> Thanks. So, Thanks for the warning on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and they were able to see click-through rates were much better than the existing web to marketing campaign. Interesting. And very interestingly, wow. the quality of data that they got back to their CRM was very interesting because they were able now to engage directly with these consumers, younger audience, to try to convert them as customers. So... That was a very interesting NFT marketing acquisition in this case. The other use case that we're seeing is are on the loyalty space. So brands that want to reward consumer with experiences. So again, the, the token gated access is very exciting around that. So hmm. okay. interesting. Well, I guess definitely something we're gonna have to be watching out for, yes. Jeff. Yeah, boy, oh boy. And there's love use case. One that I didn't talk about as well is the digital passport certificates. We're seeing a lot of retailers looking at this, either in the fashion or in white goods. So a token being a digital passport certificate of your product where you can mm -hmm. have your warranty, proof of purchase. You could have all the maintenance. If mm -hmm. it's a white goods, for example, mm -hmm. if it's a fashion NFT, you could potentially wear it in the metaverse in a game where mm -hmm. some people are spending a couple of hours <laughs> per day. So there's also some very interesting use cases yeah. there. So mm. I, I guess the, the one last question I have for you on that, that I just triggers from as you were describing that, is there a particular segment or segments within retail that you think are more inclined to be the early adopters here? You know, where you do you expect to see it more in fashion versus luxury goods versus home goods and, and so on? Yes. Are, are there leading segments that you expect to see this this year? Yes. So we're seeing a lot of traction in luxury and fashion with retailers that also produce their own product, right? So not, not pure retailers, but designers and retailers, because this token can have all properties, right? It could tell the story about the brand. Who created this? Where did it come from? Was it responsibly sourced or made, right? What is the, the story? It becomes like a proof of ownership, proof of authenticity. It could be a token that I transfer to someone else when I'm reselling it. And to the brand is like super important because you can then engage with the secondary market customers. So for these type of retailers, fashion and luxury, it's a token that you can use from cradle to recycling. For the mm. full life cycle, you have very interesting use cases that are being explored by, uh, by those brands, right? So, mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. My first NRF, I worried about point of sale devices. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and here you are now waiting for right. which retailer is going to go dive into Web3. <laughs> yes. Point of sale devices and merchandising. Right. And in 22 years, we've come from that, which was cutting edge technology at the time, to where we're talking about this and some of the other things we've talked about in the last two or three days. Really just an amazing acceleration of what we're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, Max, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a really illuminating discussion for me. I'm actually kind of excited to see where this is going. I think you've described a lot of interesting use cases and scenarios that would let retailers do new levels of engagement, I think. So this is going to be really fascinating to watch. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Ricardo. So very excited so, for what's Our coming pleasure. up. So. Our thank pleasure. You. Thank you.
Welcome back, everyone. So are you as excited as us to watch how retailers and brands will use Web3 and blockchain to transform their customer experience? It's truly more than meets the eye. Hey, wait a minute. I thought that was my line. I thought I'm the one who's supposed to make all the 80s pop culture references. As soon as I said it, I knew. At least you're a good influence, Ricardo. 100%, 100%. So I have to say, I came away learning a lot more about the challenges retailers are facing implementing Web3 and blockchain from listening to what Max told us. But most importantly, now we've all got an easy button for this, thanks to ZBlocks. Absolutely. Well, Ricardo, as amazing as this episode was, I can't wait to hear what you and Jeff come up with next. Who do we have to look forward in the next show? Yeah, Jeff and I have yet another super interesting person to talk to coming up. Next time, we are diving into what I'll call a new take on micro-fulfillment that you might not have expected. So believe me, it's the one that nobody wants to miss. Super. But now it's time to wrap this episode. If you enjoyed our show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Remember to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a minute. Want to know more about what we talked about today? Take a look at our show notes and handy links for more deets. I'm your co-host, Casey Golden. And if you'd like to connect with us, follow us on Twitter at KCC Golden and Ricardo underscore Belmar, or find us on LinkedIn. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter at Retail Razor, on LinkedIn, and on our YouTube channel for the latest updates and content. I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there's never been a better time to be in retail if you cut through the clutter. Until next time, this is the Retail Razor Show. <laughs>